Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Morgellons Discussion on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and today we're going to talk about spirochetal bacteria. So, I've been talking the past few months, anyways, about how serologic tests can create false positives, false negatives, can cross-react with different species even. And that has caused me to really take a hard look at syphilis. Because, and I'm not just going to go on a syphilis rant again today, we're actually going to talk about Borrelia and its more infamous cousin, Borreliella burgdorferi. And after taking a look at it, and I want you guys to do the same thing, I am under the impression that Borrelia and syphilis look very similar. The coils, from what I understand, are more tightly wound, and the spirochete itself is longer. Borreliella, on the other hand, aka Lyme disease, has looser coils and is a shorter organism. And here's another interesting thing that's similar between Borrelia and syphilis. They both cause a fever in the body. Borrelia will cause a relapsing fever about once a week. When I was having relapsing fevers, I was having them probably once every three weeks. Sometimes once every six weeks. God, they were terrible. I mean, like, I thought I was dying right there. And uh, I didn't, thank God. But, oh man, you don't ever want to go through that craziness. Never. And it wasn't the first time, I mean, I know I've said on the show here previously that I've been bitten by ticks several times growing up. I've also been bitten by ticks several times subsequently uh, in my adult life. I've lived in dilapidated environments, moldy, nasty, uh, with rodents that carry uh, ticks and (laughs) louse in the beds, all sorts of craziness. So there's potentially all sorts of vectors I could have been exposed to. But I think, I think it is important to know, am I dealing with Borreliella or do I also have Borrelia at the same time? And another thing I wanted to talk about was it's not just the syphilis. The stuff I'm reading about Treponema denticola is off the chain. It is intense. This bacteria apparently makes a gas straight up in your mouth that can kill you. The gas that it makes in your mouth, of course, I'm going to link the uh, study in the description below. No, I did prepare myself to come on the show and actually tell you what the name of the gas was. I was just thinking, it's about time to rip out another Morgellons Discussion podcast on Anchor FM. 
and it is. So here we go. Treponema denticola. I mean, Treponema paladin is syphilis, and they're both treponemes, and they both do nasty, crazy stuff to your body. I went through a period of several years where I just did not get my teeth clean. I was stupid. I mean, like, probably several dozen IQ levels less smart than I should have been at the time. I really should have been keeping up on getting my teeth clean. And I'm going to post a link in the description also to a video uh, from a prominent uh, dental professional who has taken some microscopy videos of extreme biofilms in the mouth and he shows it straight up i mean you can see the the uh, treponema denticola just pulsating you know carrying nutrients into the colony pushing that waste out and there's a freaking amoeba swirling around inside the biofilm there just eating up all the other organisms you know i mean i don't know about how long you can live with an amoeba in your mouth and he showed three of them in the same biofilm but it sounds like you would probably end up with some pretty serious health consequences having that accomplished i'm sorry for the what i'm doing is i'm wearing my uh, baseball cap and i keep banging into the camera on top of the uh, microphone let me take that off <laughs> as soon as I turn my head in it again. So, all right. We know that if you don't get your teeth cleaned, you're probably going to have the treponema denticola in there. And I think also uh, another bacteria that people don't really talk about too much is fusobacteria. The fusobacteria does what it's called. It fuses other bacterias together so they can start to establish that biofilm structure. The habitat where pathogens can survive antibiotic intervention over and over through years and decades, resulting in permanent and lasting debilitation. And all you really got to do is go to the dentist twice a year, and then that don't happen. Fusobacteria has also been associated with colorectal cancer, which a new study just came out of the University of South Carolina that if you inject mice with THC, and then give them a carcinogen, the control group will develop colon cancer while the uh, THC addicts on the uh, injectables needles, they, they totally avoided it. It was a preventative measure. You can prevent colon cancer by injecting mice with uh, THC. And that's, that's straight. I'm going to put that in the description too. But getting back to the spirochetes and the, the fusobacteria is not a spirochete. It, it just looks like a hot dog. It's like a, yeah, it's like a big, long, uh, tubular-shaped bacteria that all the other bacteria latch onto, and then they start to create their colony around that guy. I don't know if that's how all biofilms occur, but in the class that I took on bacteria and chronic infections through the University of Copenhagen, which was a, a great course, by the way. I highly recommend it. That's going into the description. Everybody should take it. Uh, I learned that typically biofilms in the wild generally have between six and eight pathogens species uh, inside of them. And that includes bacteria, viruses, fungus, molds, etc. Now, here's another thing you may not know about bacteria. 
is that they can communicate. They do. They talk. And it's it's not just between themselves, but they're also multilingual. I mean, <laughs> you could have spirochetes talking to uh, uh, anything potentially, and they understand each other, you know? They could be sitting there talking to the virus, the coronavirus. He just showed up, and the spirochetes are like, hey, what the hell are you doing here? They're like, I'm here to kill this dude. And they're like, no, because we live here. I don't know how well having a spirochetal infection is going to protect you against the coronavirus. I would highly recommend wearing a mask. That might help somebody if you've got it. And we don't want to catch it. And the best way to keep from catching it is just to cover people's faces when they go out in public around people. Come on, it's just in public. It's not like we're asking everybody to wear them in the house. Although maybe some people should, you know, extra tight and thick ones. I don't know. But anyways, the point is, is that the bacteria, it's not just Borreliella. It's not just Borreliella burgdorferi. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy, nasty diseases out there, and they're super smart. They can build habitats, strong ones too, right inside your body. And they talk to each other, real smart, multilingual. (laughs) And they don't use a lot of resources. Hey, that's another thing we learned about syphilis this year. I know I said I wasn't going to stay on it, but I wanted to mention that we found out syphilis only uses one gene, just one, to trick the immune system into allowing reinfection several times over and over and over. There's a paper that came out in 2006. It was talking about a university campus in Sweden. (laughs) The nurse was furious because she had students that had been reinfected 10 times, 10 times over. (laughs) And syphilis can do that. You can already have it, but get reinfected again and then have it twice and get reinfected a third time. And all you're doing is just junking up more and more syphilis right inside your body. And so... It does that by shifting this gene on its body, and the immune system says, oh, that's not the guy that's already in here. Let him on in. And and they do. They just come in, and they're like, yeah, it's time to party! And they tear up some shit. Ruthlessly, viciously, and unnecessarily. We got to raise awareness that there's a lot of pathogens out there, and it's not just all in your head what do you guys think leave me a message send me a voicemail if you like this show please let me know Uh, send me some donations if you can cash is tight nowadays but we definitely appreciate everybody making time to listen to our show